from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and live from Israel, we're here. And what an exciting day it is, Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. So just a few things out of the way. One, a live podcast is happening in Israel. Our friends at Panerais are hosting it April 16th. We're going to have an unbelievable uh, event from noon uh, um, Israel time till 4 p.m. You guys are going to absolutely love it. I'll also be doing some uh, content recording here with some CISOs and anyone who's still interested. We do still have a few spots available for people to uh, get their hands on. Now you can contact us through cyberhubpodcast.com or find all the latest. Make sure to subscribe. Lighting isn't the greatest here today. Uh, we'll have that fixed by tomorrow. So I do apologize. But by the way, tomorrow. So tomorrow... And Thursday, the show will be off because of Passover. So tomorrow is Passover Eve. Um, at the time the show is supposed to air, um, I, I will not be available. But And then Thursday as well. So we'll be back on Monday of next week. So I just want to make that clear. So for the next few days, there will be no show. We do have some awesome Sister Talk content coming your way. I'm, I did a special episode in the honor of Passover with some Q&A answers uh, just, just my journey of finding my next role and kind of that interview process and some of the difficulties CISOs went through. You guys should definitely check that out. That'll air at 1 p.m. Eastern today. Uh, so don't miss that as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into a packed, packed show today. A lot going on since when I recorded the last episode to today. We'll do that. But I'm in Israel and there's an espresso. Join me in an afternoon or in an afternoon for me, but a coffee cup cheers for all y'all. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Morning for everyone tuning in on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thank you all for being here. Let's go ahead and start with CISA giving a warning of a Zimbra bug that's being exploited in attacks against NATO uh, countries. The latest from CISA's warning federal agencies to start patching the Zimbra collaboration cross-site scripting flaw that's being exploited by Russian attackers to steal emails and attacks targeting NATO countries. The vulnerability CVE 2022-279-26 was abused by the Russians, tracked as Winter Viverin uh, or TA-473, and attacks against multiple NATO-aligned governments. A webmail the, uh, the, I can't talk. Multiple NATO-aligned governments' webmail portals to access the email boxes of officials, government, military personnel, and diplomats. This is started by using the Acunitix uh, tool vulnerability scanner to find vulnerable ZSS servers and sending users phishing emails that spoof senders the recipient are familiar with. Each email redirects the targets to attacker-controlled servers that exploit the CVE-2022-279 or 26 bug or attempt to trick the recipient into handing over their credentials. When uh, when targeted with an exploit, the URL also contains a JavaScript snippet that will download a second-stage payload to launch the cross-site request forgery uh, attack to steal Zimbra's users' credentials and CSRF tokens. The following steps, the threat actors use the stolen credentials to obtain sensitive information and maintain persistence, either or or both, uh, and to keep track of exchanged emails over time. The attackers may also leverage the compromised accounts to launch more phishing attacks and expand their infiltration of targeted organizations. CISA has issued the patch that all federal agencies must, must, I can't talk this morning, must address this no later than April 24th. So there's that. Elementor, one of the top plugins for WordPress sites, has a broken access control issue that could lead to a whole slew of 
challenges. The flaw which can be exploited on vulnerable websites with the WooCommerce plugin installed to change any WordPress setting, an attacker would need to be authenticated as a low-privileged user, such as, uh, such as a subscriber or a customer, to exploit the bug. According to the security firm, the flaw allows an attacker to enable the registration page of a website and set the default user role to administer to administrator. The attack can then create the attacker can then create a new user account that has administrator privileges, which allows them to either redirect the site to a malicious domain or inject malicious code, such as a plug plugin with a backdoor. From what we've seen so far, attackers have exploited this vulnerability either to update the URL of the site to a malicious domain so visitors get redirected to the malicious domain or upload a fake plugin, which contains a backdoor. And so that's the work. The flaw has a CVSS score of 8.8, .8, but no CV identifier yet. It was addressed on the March 22nd with the Elementor Pro version 3.11.7, which improved code security enforcement into WooCommerce uh, um, components. So you want to make sure you get that updated. And now we'll move to our following story here. And this one is a woozy, folks. Here there we go. There is a security breach. Western Digital is reporting that all other services have been taken offline due to a security issue. The service outage, which was announced on Sunday, April 2nd, impacts cloud proxy web authentication, email and push notification services, including MyCloud and MyCloud Home, which is the duo, and MyCloud OS 5, SanDisk LBI, and SanDisk uh, LXpand, uh, iExpand wireless charger. In a press release issued yesterday, the company said it's responding to an ongoing network security incident that involves an unauthorized third party gaining access to a number of its system. Once they discovered the incident, the company implemented their IR efforts and initiated an investigation with the assistance of a leading outside security and forensics experts. The investigation in, is in its early stages and Western Digital is coordinate, it's coordinating with law enforcement authorities. So essentially the textbook. Every IR plan has the same exact message. That's the first message you send out. They all sound the same. The company is working on restoring impacted services and infrastructure at this point of the investigation. It's confirmed that the attackers did manage to gain access to certain type of data stored on its system. The nature and scope of that data is still being determined. If you're a Western digital customer, you've backed up your data on their cloud in any sort of way. You can assume the worst here. That, that would be my assumption is assume your data has been leaked and start to fix whatever information has been leaked out, meaning if there was passwords in there, if this data is sensitive, start to al alternate that data if you can uh, in order to secure as much of it as humanly possible. Cryptocurrency companies are now the adversary behind the supply chain attack targeting 3CX, deploying a second stage implant, specifically signaling out a small number of cryptocurrency companies. Well, the 3CX breach just keeps adding more and more to it. These threat actors were very, very, very savvy in one, how they got in, who they went after, and what they did when they went after those folks. Meaning it could have been that the people who got access to this started selling out to other ransomware operators or other, other uh, cyber criminals the access to companies they wanted to get their hands on. Meaning potentially they could have gone to the North Koreans and said, you guys enjoy cryptocurrency companies. You're trying to fund your malicious activities. We'll sell you this. So according to Kaspersky, which has been internally tracking the versatile backdoor under the name Goopworm since 2020, it's observed an increase in the number of infections in March of 2023, coinciding with the 3CX breach. Uh, Goopworm primary function is to connect the command and control server and await further instructions that allows an attacker to interact with the victim's file system, create processes, and launch as many as eight in-memory modules. 
The backdoor links to North Korea stem from the fact that it coexisted on a victim machine with App, uh, Apple Geus, a backdoor attributed to the Korean-speaking threat actors, Lazarus. The targeting of cryptocurrency companies is another tattletale sign of North Korea's involvement in the Lazarus group at the head of that. Kaspersky further said it identified a C2 overlap with the server that was previously identified as employed in the Apple Geus campaign, documented by Malwarebytes in December of last year. Uh, while the attack chain discovered so far entails the use of rogue installers to distribute an information stealer known as Iconic, the latest findings suggest that the ultimate goal of the campaign may have been to infect targets with a full-fledged modular backdoor. The development comes as BlackBerry also revealed the initial phase of this operation took place somewhere between the end of summer and the beginning of fall of last year. The majority of the cyber attacks have been registered in Australia, the US, UK, with healthcare, pharma, IT, and finance emerging as the top targeted sectors obviously there's going to be more to this as we further advance microsoft onenote is going to block 120 dangerous file extensions according to microsoft that has shared more information and what malicious embedded file onenote will soon block to defend users against ongoing phishing attack pushing malware the company first revealed that onenote will get the enhanced security in the microsoft 365 roadmap entry about three weeks ago on March 10th, following recent and ongoing waves of phishing attacks pushing malware, Microsoft apparently sped up that timeline. Threat actors have been using OneNote documents and spear phishing campaigns since mid-December after uh, Microsoft patched the uh, uh, man-in-the-middle bypass zero-day exploited to drop malware via ISO and zip files that finally disabled World and Excel macros by default. The file types considered dangerous have all are, are all in here. I'm not going to read them all. It's 120 of them. Uh, but you can see them in the show notes. There's a link to the article that'll show you everything you're seeing on your screen. And if you're listening, just go into the show notes and you'll find it there. However, it's not available in the OneNote on the web, OneNote for Windows and OneNote for Mac or Android. So the security improvements will be available in the retail versions of Office 2021, 2019, and Office 2016, and not in volume licensed version of Office yet. Um, so um, how you manage those is obviously through your Microsoft 365 policies. There's a lot to enhance there. Some of these extensions are useless and you may have already blocked them. Others um, you may need to unblock and then you want to kind of put them under more scrutiny. And finally, the Department of Justice recovered $112 million in crypto stolen from romance scams. Authorities claw back funds from six crypto accounts. They say were linked to the big Poochering cybercrime ring. That's quite the name there. Half a dozen cryptocurrency accounts allegedly used to launder romance scam proceeds have been seized by the DOJ. The DOJ, the DOJ said in a statement in total, it seized more than $112 million in cryptocurrency that was being laundered through the accounts. By the way, if you go back and you look at my FBI IC3 article that's that's available in the blog, I actually break down romance scams and that this is a small number. This is maybe 10 or 12% of the total amount of money stolen. Something, but it's but it doesn't make the victims whole, per se. Um, if they gave every single victim 10% of what they got, the, that, that's that. That's 10%. That puts them in a better spot than what they were before, but nonetheless, we'd like to get more. They added, in addition to the tireless effort to disrupt these schemes, must also work to raise public awareness and help inform potential victims. That's a project we are starting here at the CyberHub Podcast. So we're starting a podcast uh, 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 um a community awareness project around romance scams. We're in fact going to uh, retirement homes. We're in fact going to places where we find the people most likely to become victims 
of romance scams, according to the FBI IC3 report. I've got a presentation that I'll be posting that will be shared uh, free for everyone. Just download it, take it out, and 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 use it in order to educate and give folks a a lot of tools around it. As well as we'll have an entire blog post that we're working on now that will be teaching uh, that will be a resource for victims of romance scams, including reporting it to the FBI, Secret Service. Um, and reaching out to get help as well in case they've given out PII. So all of that is coming in the next few months. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for that. That's it for our show today. Again, April 16th, we're here in Israel live podcast uh, with our friends over at Panarays. I'm very, very excited about that. And our friends over at Cyfluencer, who without um, Yuda and, and, and team, uh, we wouldn't be able to pull this off. So go check that out. You can register at cyberhubpodcast.com. Till then, thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, Stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.